Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Movies on the Air. I'm one of your hosts, Thomas, and today we're going to be talking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. I'm joined again by Brian. Brian, how you doing? Doing pretty good today. Glad to see some uh, good movies coming out recently, so it's been a good time. Absolutely, and we also have a special guest here. My sister has actually joined, Noelle, so I want to kick it over to you, Noelle. How are you doing? And Maybe just introduce yourself, uh, maybe give one of your favorite films that you love and and why you wanted to uh, join this this uh, episode. Um, yeah, I'm Noelle, um, your sister, <laughs> and uh, I love movies. I've always grown up watching movies with you and our family and stuff. Uh, one of my favorite all-time movies is Pirates of the Caribbean. It's an instant classic, so um, yeah. And yeah, another fun fact is uh, Noelle is my wife. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and, she, and she also features on Critical Flick, my channel, occasionally. We're doing a Disney series, so she's really big in animated films, and she wanted to get involved and talk about some of her favorite animated movies. Yeah, y'all just did uh, Snow White, right? Yep. Yeah. So, so yeah. next is uh, Fantasia, I believe, will be our next one. Wow. All right. So definitely check that out. Um, all right. So let's kind of dive into it. As I mentioned at the top, we're, we're talking about the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. First, let's kind of go around. What's everyone's history with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? I'll go first. I haven't never been a big fan. Um, I don't know why. I guess it, it was, I think it was, it started on Nickelodeon. Correct me if I'm wrong, but that wasn't a channel that I watched much when I was growing up. So I, I, I just was never kind of brought into this world um but what about for y'all well honestly kind of my biggest exposure were the toys like i don't think i really i watched the show a little bit the original animated show i never read any of the comic books i've, I've watched documentaries about the creation of the Teenage Mutant and the turtles but i never really was into the media of it i was more into actually just the toys and playing with the figures so i knew who the characters were but i didn't know many of the storylines so it was interesting seeing this new take on it i feel like it's bringing like a new fold into it. It's like it's the newest iteration of the story. So it's kind of interesting. Yeah. What about you, Noah? Uh... I obviously I didn't I was a Disney girl, so I didn't watch <laughs> a lot of Nickelodeon or Teenage you know, Turtles. So um I knew about it. Um I saw the toys growing up, super popular, but just never like deep dived into it. Okay. Yeah, so it sounds like we're all kind of kind of similar here so i was really interested to see uh what this film was going to bring i've seen it it was getting really good reviews a lot of positive word of mouth was coming out about it i know you guys you guys got to see it earlier right yeah yeah we saw it about a week early okay yeah so to kind of start um i have to admit i didn't love the movie uh however because of my lack of history for the brand, the IP, I don't know that I'm the target demographic. Uh, so why don't I kick it over to you all? I think you both enjoyed it much more than I did. Uh, so maybe you can go into what you liked about it, your positives, and then I'll kind of give my thoughts on it at the end. So I think the thing I like the most about it is like with a lot of these newer animated movies that have been coming out in the past few years, it's trying to like switch up the art style and the animation style. So I kind of like how it has this kind of almost rough hand-drawn nature to it it's really different looking i feel like there's not a lot of movies that look like it i mean 
there were moments where it looks almost like a stop animation film, how they kind of had that cell shading. I know you had mentioned when we talked about it, how like video games have been doing this for quite a while, Mm -hmm. but we haven't really seen many movies try to pull it off. And I think it works well for this material because they are kind of more rough and tumble characters. And I think what I liked best about the film is that it's really telling the story of them as teenagers. It's a coming of age story. It's not your normal action adventure movie. Like you'd seen like the Michael Bay films, for example, it is more of a kids approachable coming of age teenage movie that also happens to be mutant Ninja Turtles. So I liked that kind of way that they handled it and brought some new people into the fold when they're making this media. So I liked that. I liked that it took a little different direction. It wasn't just your box standard kind of superhero movie. Right. Yeah. Well said. Well said. Noelle, what do you think? I um, enjoyed it. Um, I liked, at first, I didn't like the animated style of the film, but it grew on me. Um, I thought they were so cute as baby Ninja Turtles. That was the <laughs> cutest part of the whole movie. Yeah. Um, it definitely wanted to make me order a pizza afterwards. So we definitely did order a Pizza Hut pizza. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We got the Pizza Hut, like the one that actually has the the turtles on it because of oh, the collab cool. they had. So, yeah. I mean, the marketing worked <laughs> for, for sure. Yeah. For sure. But I, I could see this as a new, like, kids film, like, growing up, like, people rewatch this film over and over again. It had a great story, I feel like, a good, like, family um story between him, them and their father, the rat. So, um, I don't know. I enjoyed it. Awesome. Well said. Um, so, to kind of go into my thoughts, I agree. I thought the animation was pretty cool. I, I wasn't as blown away by it because like I have played these video games that have been using this type of style, but I can see how people who've never maybe played those types of games, like a lot of maybe the movie critics out there, it's new to them. And they're like, oh, it's been done, you know, now it's in film. So they really gravitate and like that. Uh, it very much was trying to follow in the same vein as the newer Spider-Verse movies. Uh, but I feel like the Spider-Verse kind of did it more unique and looked better in my opinion, just because it was more brighter, more colors. I thought the this was a lot more dark and drab at times, personally. Um, yes, but if we're going to go off this for recency, like you have to also look at Ninja Turtles from Michael Bay's perspective. He came out with those <laughs> two films, and I definitely think this is a one-up for Ninja Turtles. This yeah. movie gives it justice. It's definitely a step up. And like I said, I think it's a it's a big shift. Like you're going from like that gritty live action style and even the kind of goofier live action movies that came out, you know, decades ago. Mm-hmm. I think this is definitely pushing for a new and younger audience. And I think mm-hmm. that would be my biggest criticism I had about it going into it. And it's purely just, you know, the movie's not particularly made for me is that right. it was very childish at times. And like the jokes were very, you know, zoomer jokes and like very like pop culture where I right. think some people probably some of it would just go over their heads because they're using like modern slang and they, they really are like modern teenagers. You're not having the same kind of like older slang that they used in the older animated films and stuff. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that. It, it had, it definitely had an appropriate runtime, which I was very appreciative of. I think it's just at over an hour and a, and a half. I think it's like an hour and 39 minutes or something like that. Uh, there was some really cool action, you know, for this type of this type of movie. I could see where um, younger kids really like it. And my favorite, wh- who was y'all's favorite character in the movie? Because I definitely have a, a, a favorite. 
I don't know. Probably, probably Leonardo because you know he's the most conflicted character. He's like trying to be a leader for his, you know, his brothers, but then kind of has a love interest. I feel like he has a little more depth than a lot of the characters. Mm-hmm. So I'd probably say Leonardo would be my favorite. I'm going for the rat father. I felt bad Splinter. for him. Splinter? Yes. <laughs> I mean, I like so, that they... I can't remember his name. <laughs> I like that they had that kind of, like, family element and kind of had a, a warmth to it. Because obviously the movie is a very action-packed at times, but it does have... It has some moments where it takes it a little more somber, a little more heartfelt. I really liked April's character. I think that was my favorite in the film. Uh, I found her to be the most interesting with her story arc. Um... So I definitely thought that April was the standout if I had to say what was my favorite part of the movie. I, I like the way they portrayed her character. It was very different from the Michael Bay uh, movies. Uh, yeah, so think, that was good. I think she had some good comedy too. Like she yes. had some good juxtaposition to the turtles because they're so zany and wacky and she's a little mm-hmm. more grounded as a character. So kind of having those two interact with each other, I think it. I think she was a great addition the way they went with it, like you said. Yeah, what did what did y'all did y'all like the third act where it eventually turned into like uh for lack of a better term Godzilla type movie? Yeah, I mean I I, I do like that they kind of went a little big with it. I'll be interested to see what they do moving forward. You know, they set up some things for some sequels, and I'll be interested to see how well this does because it made what about thirty million roughly I around think, there. Yeah. So I mean that's good. It's not amazing, but that's good. So I think that it will probably end up getting a, getting some sequels, but. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I like the direction they went, but, you know, it's one of those, it could go either way. Because, it, it you're right, it goes to like this big kind of blown out thing towards the end of the film. Right. Uh, any final thoughts? Noel, any final thoughts? Brian, any final thoughts before we kind of move away? Maybe we can give our, what we'd rate it uh, out of 10. So I'd say my, my final thoughts are that I'm really optimistic for like the landscape of animated films. Like I feel like all these you know, whether it be the DreamWorks of the world or anything like that, everyone's kind of trying to push the envelope a little bit, in my opinion. And it's not just, we're not just settling for these like box standard 3D animations that we got for many years leading up to this. And as much as I love Disney, I love there's some competition in the landscape. And I think that, you know, there's a lot of positive momentum moving forward. People aren't just trying to put out your throwaway animated movies. People are actually really trying, which I appreciate that. (laughs) Yeah, if I had to rate it... um... I'd probably give it like a five out of 10. That's not, it's, I'm not saying it's bad. I just didn't love it. I thought it was pretty average for an animated movie. Uh, and especially coming off of what I thought was an excellent animated movie with Across the Spider-Verse. So maybe I'm still kind of jaded from seeing that amazing movie. <laughs> uh, but but it, it didn't entirely work for me. I didn't like the third act and stuff. So uh, for me, I'd probably rate it like a five out of 10. Middle of the road, not bad, not great. Uh, but Noel, what what would you rate it? I'd probably rate it a six and a half out of ten. It's um it's not geared towards me, but I can understand and appreciate like what the movie was trying to do and the story it was trying to give. Um, so yeah, but it just fell flat a little bit for me because the story was very generic in my opinion. Um, kind of knew where it was going, like. Mm-hmm. The, from the very beginning so obviously that's going to happen with these type of movies but i i think six and a half seven i feel like that's you know around the range for it 
Yeah, so if I were to rate it, I'm definitely the highest out of everybody here on it. I would give it an uh, an eight out of ten. I think it's wow. I think well, then again, I didn't see Spider Verse, so I'm not kind of <laughs> skewed to that comparison. Yeah, but I do think that it's one of my favorite animated movies of the year so far. Right, and I do like they said that that while you both didn't love the animation style, I really liked it personally. It worked for me, and mm. I think it helped with the action. I think we really got to see these characters in a new and interesting way. And I think I just liked seeing the overall aesthetic of this style of film using these kind of really energetic and zany characters. So I enjoyed it. I'll be interested to see what we get, you know, moving forward. But it's I definitely think they they took it to heart. And you can tell the people that made the movie like love these characters, you know, Seth Rogen mm-hmm. and everybody, whenever they're interviewed about it, they really wanted to kind of make something different and new. And I think they accomplished that. Well said. Well said. All right. So. Now we're going to go on to our ranking for this episode, and we decided to do our top five non-Disney animated. So this includes no no, uh, just traditional Disney animation, but also no Pixar Disney animated films. Uh, So we're really excited. I'm really proud of my top five. It's very different, and I I don't think that we're going to share many of the, the, the same five. So... First, I guess I will kick it over to Noelle, but actually, before I kick it over, I do want to disclose, I really wanted to include Across the Spider-Verse in my list. However, due to recency, kind of like last week with Talk to Me, I didn't want to include it in the list. I don't want to include Across the Spider-Verse. I kind of want more time to uh, before I say, oh, yes, it's definitely my top five, but I loved Across the Spider-Verse, so that right off the top, it's a great movie, but not my top five for this episode. Uh, so, Noelle, what is your number five non-Disney animated film? Um, that would be My Neighbor Totoro. Um, Brian really got me to look at Studio Ghibli, and it was my first film I watched by them. And I really enjoyed it. Um, it's very um, heartfelt. Um, it touches on really uh, difficult subjects. Um, the stories like their mother is not doing well basically the whole time, and these little girls basically try to find an out and use their imagination. Um, I don't know. This was really touching. I'm surprised it took me this long to watch it. Um, it was really a toss up between that one or Kiki's delivery service. I really like that one too, as well. Um, I still need to explore more studio Ghibli, but uh, that, that I definitely think that's my number five. Fantastic. I will admit I have not seen any studio Ghibli or I'm not into traditional anime. So None of those types of films are on my list, but it's interesting and I'm appreciative to hear that it's. it sounds like they might be on some of yours. So, uh, Brian, what about you? Number five? Anything so, you want to add to her pick? Or Well, I will say it was hard for me. I just I kept it to one Studio Ghibli movie for my list, but it's going to be a little higher because there's a, I like a lot of them, but I didn't want my whole list to just be Studio Ghibli. So sure. <laughs> I saved yeah. it. I saved it a little later. But my number five is actually Anastasia. It's a great movie. I think it's one of the best non-Disney movies that came out during that time period in particular. Don Bluth worked on this, and there's going to be another Don Bluth property that comes up later on. And he worked under Disney for many years, so you can tell it has kind of those Disney influences when you watch it. And now, technically, it is owned by Disney now, but when it was made, it wasn't. Interesting. It it, It captures kind of that same almost princess feel while still being very dark and very different and the animation style itself like noelle and i just watched it recently it feels very ahead of its time it definitely lives up to the highest industry standards when it comes to animation so i think that film in particular handles some of these darker themes but still makes it accessible and kind of pushes the envelope more than maybe disney did during that time so 
definitely one of my favorites. Fantastic. Interesting history there. I didn't I didn't know all that. It's been a long time since I watched that movie. I do remember really liking it. Uh, and the villain was pretty cool, menacing. Oh yeah, yeah, Rasputin, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's got some. It has some dark elements to it. It can be a little little. There's intense. a lot. There's you can tell like there's a lot of like Disney undertones just from the music and the production of the movie. I think like when I was younger, I loved Anastasia. So, but you might see this on my list a little later. So I'll talk okay. about it more then. There we go. Okay. All right, so my number five is Sinbad, Legend of the Seven Seas, which is probably a movie uh, that neither of you all have seen. Uh, It came out during the time when traditional animation and computer animation were kind of separating. Like, traditional animation was a thing of the past, and here comes computer animation, and this movie kind of combined both. Uh, It didn't do well at the box office. It it was a, a bomb, I guess you could say. It was DreamWorks Animation. Brad Pitt does the voice of Sinbad. Uh, it's written by John Logan, who I think is actually a really good writer. He wrote, helped write some of the newer Bond movies, but he also created Penny Dreadful, the uh, show that was on Showtime, I think it was. Uh, I really like his his writing style. I think he's a very strong writer. I think this movie was ahead of its time in terms of, in terms of its storytelling. Uh, it does have some really cool... Uh, twists and turns as well as some unique set pieces in the film i thought it was really cool Uh, it's a movie that i definitely go back to it's pretty short it's only like an hour and a half and i just like the character of sinbad i know we mentioned early on about like pirates this kind of has a similar feel there you know sinbad and his crew are on a boat and anyways i don't want to spoil it but it's really cool and i highly recommend people check it out for those who haven't uh, I wanted to include it on my list because I do really love it, and I do think it's pretty uh, underappreciated. Uh, no, like I said, not many people saw it. Yeah, that's one I've, I've never actually heard of. It. I know I've heard of Sinbad, like the story in general, like the kind of mythical tale of Sinbad, but I haven't, you know, I've never seen the animated film. But it seems interesting, something I might check out. That's one thing when we I was researching this list, as, as well as Noel. There's so many random movies that i remember from my childhood that like just popped in like oh my god i haven't seen that movie since i was like five years old right you forget about it with disney you know it's always in your face with disney plus you're seeing these movies all the time but like some of these older classics it's just it's interesting to see what what came out in the past that we just forget about sometimes yes i definitely made a list for myself to re-watch some of these movies because it was actually really hard coming up this list like cats don't dance page master brave little toaster pebble yeah, and wow. penguin mm-hmm. like i remember watching those movies and they're actually pretty good and i think i need to revisit some of these like when when i was creating this i was like wow i need to you know maybe hop off the disney train just for one second and see what else you know go back in you know my childhood a little bit and rewatch these movies yeah very well said the thing that stood out about to me most about when i went and did this list is yes there are tons of these non-disney animated films but I'm reminded how much Disney really dominates the animation space. They do so many of these movies. I was pretty yeah, uh, shocked I mean, when I, you know, started going through and making this list. Yeah, I'd say that if you look up any like top ten list, probably eighty to ninety percent of the movies are going to be Disney properties. Like, yeah, they for sure, up, they make up a large portion of the very popular and critically successful films. Yes, yes, well said. Uh, all right, Noel. So number four, what is your number four? Uh, my number four is a good one. Uh, I rewatched this probably like a year ago and I forgot how funny and 
is very adult theme uh, to it. The Road to El Dorado. Um, mm, it's basically a story about two con men and they're trying to get this map to the lost city of gold. And it has also great music in it by yeah. Elton John. So that's like a song that will just pop in my head randomly and I'll sing it to Brian and he'll just start <laughs> laughing because it's just, I don't know what it is about. It's just got a nice catchy theme to it, but I really enjoyed that movie. I know it doesn't have like the best critic score, but my childhood and me watching it today, like I'm even noticing little things here and there. It just, I feel like it, it's like a timeless, like little movie that came out. I don't know. I just, I just really enjoyed it. Yeah, and that's something else to do in this list is it's my list, at least for me, is dominated by films from my childhood for the most part. So like you go back and I feel like we have this, we all have very different lists probably because of movies we grew up with. Like in Mm -hmm. hindsight, maybe these movies are incredible, but they hold like a special place for you because you watched them as a kid. Definitely. Definitely. I agree. Uh, That's a good one. I I thought about including on my list. I really like that that movie and there's a lot of movies during that era that were kind of similar animation style so uh sinbad has some of that uh with the traditional animation once it gets computer animation it's a little bit different but uh kind of similar in that in that style uh all right brian so number four so my number four is actually another dom bluth property and that is the land before time oh wow i love dinosaurs like many little kids growing up and i think the Land Before Time is one of those like quintessential dinosaur movies or dinosaur properties that came out during when we were growing up. I didn't realize that it came out before I was even born. I didn't know it was it was that old. I mean, I remember watching it so much as I was little. And I guess there's so many different ones. Mm-hmm. When you go in and look, there's a ton of Land Before Time movies. <laughs> yeah, I, thought, I always think of the original, but I think it is really interesting because while it is, you know, dinosaurs and it focuses around that, the characters are pretty well fleshed out and it's really actually pretty like sobering in the beginning of that movie it's pretty dark and you're following little foot and the animation style is kind of that classic style that you expect from these movies and i don't know i always when i grew up i wanted to eat a tree star because they looked delicious when i was watching <laughs> those movies so me and Noel joke about it i was like i'm 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 like spike in that movie just want to eat a tree star so yeah, right they look they literally looked so good and they'd be like the water be dripping off of them and little foot would trying to reach one and I don't know. Yeah, I mean, what, how many movies can you say make you want to go outside and eat a leaf? So, you know, <laughs> that's a win for me. Oh, that's funny. That's really funny. Uh, Holly and I put that on uh, recently, and we wanted to see if my son Parker would would gravitate towards it. He didn't want any part of it. I guess there was too much voiceover or whatever in the beginning. But, uh, yeah, that one's a good one. Uh, I know Noel and I watched that a lot when we were a kid, especially at our grandparents' house. So Yeah, yeah, uh, it's it's on my list, so. Yeah, good one, good one. All right, so my number four is a more recent one, a bigger one. Steven Spielberg was involved. Peter Jackson was involved. You know what I'm talking about. It's The Adventures of Tintin. Uh, I think that uh, this is w- the best like non-Indiana Jones adventure film. It's so good. Uh, it, it pays homage to the classic stories of Tintin, but it also has this awesome animation i know some people think it's a little too i don't know weird kind of in the same vein of the polar express but i don't think so at all i think it totally holds up i own it on blu-ray i think it it looks great i like the story i like the characters i love the dog um so i i just really i love this movie i think it's such a well done pulpy pulpy adventure tale 
and I'm so glad that it's it's out there and I hope we get a sequel. I know that Steven Spielberg and Peter Jackson still very much want to do a sequel. It's just that uh, I guess it have to be the right time, right money, you know, budgets and, and stuff like that. So I really love that movie. Have you guys seen that? And do you guys like it? Yeah, I've seen it. I actually enjoyed it because I'm a really big Simon Pegg fan, actually. So that's the only reason I ended up watching it because I knew that he was in it as uh, Inspector Thompson. Yeah. And I I like it. I think it's a pretty decent movie. And it is a very different kind of, like almost like a realistic animation style yeah. where it kind of took the things that like Polar Express couldn't pull off at its time. Right. <laughs> it kind of like perfected it. So it's very different looking. That's one thing I like about it is a mm-hmm. very unique animation style. It's not your typical big eyed Pixar Disney animated 3D person. It's not hyper realistic. So I think it has an interesting little niche that it fits there. All right. So let's move on to number three for Noel. You are up. What is your number three? My number three is Land Before Time. Okay. I really, I really like this movie growing up. Um, it does have some darker elements that Brian mentioned previously, but there's just something about it. It does ring to my childhood. Like you mentioned, Thomas, we've watched this movie a lot growing up. We were also into dinosaurs, Mm -hmm. the animation style and story of it. I don't feel like we're going to feel like it's kind of an older style for it. Like, I don't see that being an animation today like how that movie was done it's it's different and um especially the narration in the beginning it's very dark um there are some happy elements in it but you're also learning about all different types of dinosaurs mm-hmm. uh i i don't know it's just something that i mean and also it's made obviously it did something because it's had so many other sequels after it um i remember even playing this the computer game when we were younger the land before time game tom on on the computer so and remember you had to go get the egg and all that so i don't know it just really like stuck with me and i i think it's like one of those classic movies that you know you just need to sit down and watch every once in a while well said yeah anything else we'd want to add about that brian no, I mean, like I said before, it's it's a movie I really enjoy. And I think it almost does fall into that category of like you remember it so fondly and maybe it doesn't like knock your socks off now. But yeah. if you have like a really close connection to it, it, it holds a special place because of the nature of it. Like Noel said that it's a movie that connects really well, I guess, when at least for us, when we were younger kids. I don't know. Like she said, if we would make a movie like that now, I highly doubt anything that would ever come out now. But right. back then it was. You know, it was special. All right, Brian, number three, what do you got? So so my number three is actually How to Train Your Dragon. So obviously one of the most successful and biggest newer animated franchises. I think all of them are great. I decided to go with the first one, you know, because it kind of started it all. But I like the first one and the third one in particular. But I think it, it does a great job of taking some elements of, you know, like the E.T. or the Iron Giant type idea of this kind of outcast character and this monster creature and having that kind of relationship and them growing together coming of age story finding your confidence and i think it handles it really well i think it's a really interesting looking movie and i have a you know affinity for norse mythology and things like mm-hmm. that so that made it more interesting to me like we just recently gone to iceland like i just love that that aesthetic mm-hmm. so that works for me and i just think they they've gotten better as they've been made and it's a great franchise i'm excited to see what they do with the property when they expand the uh, universal parks in Florida, because we're going to get 
more of it in real life. And I'd love to see that, how that would play out. So it's one of my favorite newer franchises that's come out in the last couple of decades. Yeah, I agree. I have more to say about this later on. <laughs> hint, hint. Uh, might might not pick the one that y'all would guess, uh, but we'll leave that for suspense. Noelle, anything you want to add? I really enjoy that movie too. Um, it just, like I said, when, we're, when I was going through them, it was very difficult to pinpoint like what is my top five. Yeah. I think there's a lot of great movies that are out there that are not non-Disney. And um, it's just very difficult. I had to pick another DreamWorks film, though, in my list. So that's coming up. Gotcha. I'm excited to see what that is. I have my guesses. We'll see. My number three is Lego Batman. Uh, I debated whether I should go with the Lego movie, but I just think the Lego Batman movie is actually better in almost – not every way, but almost every way. I like that it kept it within the Lego universe. It never went outside of that. That you know, that is you know, spoiler alert. That is a big part of like the Lego movies, like when they go into real life with Will Ferrell, <laughs> which took me out of the movie when I first saw it. Now I can appreciate what they were doing, and I get it. it it's a great movie, you know, admittedly. But Lego Batman, Will Arnett as uh, the voice of Batman. I love – I mean it's arguably one of the better Batman movies in general. It's so funny. The animation is beautiful to look at. There's all these vibrant colors, all of these superheroes that we know and love. You get Joker as the villain. It's just awesome. I mean what's more to say? I I just – I love the Lego Batman movie. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a great choice. I the Lego movies were both close for me, other than Lego Ninjago. That one's not fantastic, <laughs> but I will say Lego Batman. You're right; it is one of the better Batman movies, and I love because of the style of it. It can play, it pay homage to so many different Batman movies, so you mm-hmm. kind of get everything in one. So I think that's a great thing. The comedy is top notch in it. I think the Lego movie is really funny, but I think Batman is, is even funnier than that movie. So I think it is one of the funniest animated movies to come out in the past few years for sure. I yeah. agree. I loved Lego Batman. I liked it better than the original. It doesn't hurt that Batman is my favorite superhero. So <laughs> yeah. I do enjoy that and it playing homage to like all the different villains all different Batmans and I, you know, he's even making fun of the Batman song in it. So I, I really liked it. I really enjoyed that movie as well. Awesome. All right. We're getting down to it. So we are on to top two. So Noel, what is your number two? So this was a toss up. I first had it at number one, but um, I put it at number two. It's Shrek. Mm-hmm. Um, I recently just watched this again and it still holds up pretty well. I, I was still laughing at some of the jokes. Eddie Murphy's donkey is fantastic. Um, Michael Myers as well as Shrek. Um, I mean, it's, he's he made an iconic character. Uh, I just really like how it pokes fun at all the different fairy tale movies, especially Disney in it. Um, there's so many like different things in the movie and um, I love Shrek and Donkey's quest to go save Fiona um, it I think it's just an all-around like really enjoyable movie you can see why they made sequels afterwards and he's still big at Universal from all these years later because I think it came out in the early 2000s mm-hmm. so um, it still has its popularity people still love Shrek and I think people are asking for more Shrek I've heard rumblings of another Shrek movie. So yeah, uh, I haven't seen the newest uh, 
Puss in Boots movie, but I hear that it's there's a hint of more Shrek, which I think they probably should. It sounds like people are still really interested in this franchise and the characters that were either spawned from it or, or whatnot. So it's actually a movie that almost made my list was the latest Puss in Boots movie. That movie's real good. Like I didn't expect a random incredible Puss in Boots Boots yeah, Puss in Boots movie last year, but that was a good one. But my number two is actually also Shrek. So oh okay. Just just to add on to Noelle's kind of what she said about it. I do think that it's one of the first animated movies I remember watching that can appeal very heavily to adults and children. Mm-hmm. There's so many jokes that are really funny now today as a kid that totally went over my head. So I think it holds up really well. So if you watched it when you were a kid, I would definitely recommend to go back and watching it as an adult because it's like a totally different experience. And there's just so many, like Noel said, it's so funny that it pokes fun, but still is able to be its own little fairy tale. So I think it skirts the line without being cheesy or almost like hateful in any way. I think it does a great job of balancing being its own thing, but then still playing on those classic fairy tale tropes. So all the performances are great, like she said, and I, I can't I really hope we get a new one. I know the last one was not very good and that kind of put the nail in the coffin a little bit. But I'm hoping with the success of Puss in Boots that maybe we'll get another one. Also, yeah, well said. I, a believer, became so popular we yeah. were all singing that song, so that's it, true. We did something right. Yeah, absolutely. They absolutely. had good soundtracks. They did have good soundtracks, that's for sure. Yep. Yes, indeed, indeed. All right, moving on to my number two, which actually might surprise both of you. I think you've seen it. Let me know if you haven't. Uh, it's The Little Prince. I believe it premiered like on Netflix. Uh, but this movie is beautiful. I. Loved the themes and message. I thought it was very profound. And it was a movie that when I first watched it, I don't know that I appreciated it as much. But uh, upon rewatch, multiple rewatches, I've really grown to love what the movie's really about. And, you know, it's about being in the moment and living your life and don't letting it pass you by. I think it's just a really heartfelt and one of, honestly, one of my favorite animated films. I think when it comes to animation it like it's right up there with movies that have such a profound meaning about life and the impact on kids and their relationships with just people in general about stories they hear and how that uh, affects them and their emotions and so i really can't uh i don't have anything negative to say about the little prince i think it's a phenomenal film uh, i love it and it, it's definitely uh, my number 2 favorite non-disney animated film yeah i remember watching it when it came out on netflix and i thought it was like a very breathtaking movie it's it, it's very cute too and it's also mm-hmm. well put together i remember the uh the story that it's based off of and i just thought they did a good job of working that into like a really unique and kind of mesmerizing animation style yeah so you're right it, it is it is a good movie and i think it's definitely separates itself because of the animation and its themes i yeah. think it might be as far as like little kids maybe a lot of the meaning might be lost on them so i think it is interesting that it's so layered and it handles it in like a very gentle way too yeah yeah absolutely uh noelle anything to add i didn't love the movie but i love the animation style of the movie remember watching it getting excited because i've never seen anything like that before mm-hmm. and it's a sweet movie but it it just wasn't it just didn't leave a lasting impression for me we're on to our last one here. Noelle, I'm actually eager. I, I don't know what, 
what y'all's number number one is. So Noel, kick it off. My number one is Anastasia. I really love this movie. I remember growing up watching it over and over a lot. Um, I had the music box that played the song from the movie. I had the dolls as well, Anastasia and Dimitri. Uh, it's just, it's just a fun movie. Uh, I, I honestly think she's one of the prettier princesses. I love her dresses, um, her outfits. I remember even the dolls like were you know replicas of that. I just the music, everything about it. It's just such a fun adventure. It's also more adult. It's not. It is garnered towards kids, but it has adult themes to it. Rasputin is a you know, great villain, obviously, is loosely based on a real individual, but that whole scene, there's like this whole scene where he's, you know, basically in hell and he's singing and it's like, it gives me a lot of Disney vibes mm -hmm. as long as, uh, as well as Anastasia's song. So um, I just, I just think it's a really great movie. The animation as well, Brian touched on, there's computer generated and, you know, original handwritten uh drawings mixed in together to create this like fabulous movie so i it just really sticks with me i love the music in the movie yeah the one thing i'll, I'll say it is definitely the most disney-esque of the movies we've talked about yes and that's probably yeah. why noel likes it the most it feels very disney adjacent it does and very easily like you'd have to look up if you saw it, like oh this is a disney movie but it's not right it's, that's that that is why it appeals and i do like the the historical elements too i know it's obviously you know, made up story, but it's using some some real people and some real kind of lore of Russian history to to tell mm -hmm. a story. So I like it has a little bit of that going for it too. It yeah, is man. the darker sister of a Disney movie. Yeah, right. Because right. a Cinderella or any of those can't even compare to an Anastasia movie. Like the this the theming of it. You make me want to go back and rewatch it. Both of you talk so highly about it, and yeah, I remember really liking it. So I need to. Go back I think it's in. on Disney Plus now, I think. Because okay. It, because it got bought up by Disney. I guess it was in the Fox, Fox right. merger, I think. Gotcha. All right. Well, great choice. That was exciting to learn. So, Brian, what is your number one? So, my number one is one that I don't think either one of you have seen. And it's my Studio Ghibli choice. I kept it at number one because I knew number one was going to be one of their films. And it's uh, Spirited Away. Ah, so okay. most people would consider this probably the best one. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think it's one of the most well-received Studio Ghibli films. It is a little more accessible than some of their other movies. I think that it appeals to kind of a worldwide audience while still capturing very quintessential Miyazaki style and kind of his themes. It's very strange though. And it is a little, it is a little dark. I think Noel tried to watch it on my recommendation. It was a little too much for her. But it, it is a movie that has some really interesting and incredible characters. It has some iconic moments and some iconic characters thrown into it. I think it really is kind of the crown jewel of the Studio Ghibli empire and all the movies that they've come out with. While there's plenty that I really like, whether it be like Howl's Moving Castle, Totoro, Kiki's Delivery Service, I think this one is a notch above those, both in its animation style and its scope. It's a really big movie that's telling this really big story in this very whimsical place. So I, I love it. I think it's a great movie. And if you ever want to watch any of their movies, I would personally gravitate towards saying watch this one because I think it's the best one in my opinion. That's definitely very highly rated. I always see it in like the 
people's lists and like it's in the IMDb, it ranks very highly and people love it. So maybe I'll, it's something I'll check out. It'd be totally new to me. I haven't seen any of those types of movies. So definitely open to it. Yeah. I'd say if you're going to watch any, I'd, I would say you'd probably like that one the most. Cause some of them like Totoro is really good, but it is a lot more simple of a story. This is taking on a lot of big themes and it is very somber and it, it just, it has a lot going for it in my opinion. I definitely think calling you would like Kiki's delivery service. Okay. It's, all right. It's about a, it's about a young witch. So. Oh, interesting. That sounds intriguing. Okay. So number one for me, which I already hinted at, so you already know. However, which one did I choose? It's how to train your dragon Two. I think it is the best one. Actually. It's the best looking animated film ever released. Roger Deakins helped make sure of that. He is the best cinematographer living or non-living in my opinion. I think he the way he knows how to uh, use lighting is better than anyone. It's just amazing. I think that the music carries over obviously from the first one, but this one you get the more emotional, impactful story with Hiccup and his father. And spoiler alert, Hiccup's father ends up taking his life to protect Hiccup. You get to see what happened with Hiccup's mother. And I just think that it ultimately comes together in a third act that's very very cool very well done and i yeah i I love it i think that the how to train your dragon uh franchise is the the best non-disney franchise uh spider-man spider-verse could take that we'll see how it wraps up but uh if i had to pick one i think how to train your dragon 2 does it the best i loved it yeah i mean that's a good point because i feel like the first film introduces us to these characters the second film really develops them like that yes. creates who they are as characters and then the mm-hmm. third one kind of kind of sets everything off a little bit right you're right i think when when you think about it, the second one really does a great job of creating a connection with these characters and having a deeper emotional story involved in it so the third right. one is very like spectacle driven the third yes one, so you're right it's a good point that the second one is probably the the meatiest of the three yeah definitely the meatiest i agree um so yeah so that's our lists uh wow we did it i knew it's kind of a uh, a lot but i think it was well worth it because we got to highlight all of these other animated films that maybe people haven't seen or heard of and really that's what we want to do you know talk about these movies that we love and hopefully it can uh, inspire other people to watch it and find a new audience yeah i'd say the only things that didn't make my list that probably would i wasn't sure about stop motion animation so mm. i left off films like guillermo del toro's pinocchio from last year i think is incredible movie but i don't know if that really falls under what we're talking about and then also you know like kubo and the two strings like some of them those are the maybe fantastic mr fox could have slow ah. snuck in but i wasn't sure what kind of style of animation so i stuck with kind of the more traditional but those would be the only ones that I kind of didn't didn't add on to the list. Yep, that makes that makes sense. Yeah, I I think they might. I think they would have count if you would have said one of those. I would have totally been like, yeah, that counts. I mean, most of those what you mentioned are primarily just some form of animation. So, uh, but yeah, awesome. Well, any final words, final thoughts before we wrap this one up? Yeah, I'll just say I'm uh, I'm excited for the the future of animation. I feel like some of these studios are pushing boundaries and we're getting some great success. I mean, look at Super Mario Brothers. I mean, that thing yeah. knocked it out of the park. So, and I'm excited because we're getting some properties that I grew up with, like the Nintendo franchises that are going to be coming around. I'm going to get to see some of the things that I wanted as a kid, like 
potentially a Zelda movie or something like that or a Metroid movie. So That'd be cool. I'm, I'm glad that, you know, animation's sticking around and it's being better than ever, in my opinion. All right. Well, I want to thank everyone for listening to our the second episode of our podcast, Movies on the Air. Again, my name's Thomas. Thank you, Brian and Noel, for joining me. And thank I hope you. everyone has a fantastic week. All right. See you, everybody. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Bye.